You are now listening to the Online Course Podcast, the place where online course creators come to learn how to sell more of their online courses. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos. Hello, everybody. Jono here, and I'm super excited because we have a very special guest today all the way from the other side of the world. Couldn't get any further away from me geographically, I don't think. A little bit about this person. She's the co-founder of the Thought Leadership Academy, which is a three-stage academy for rising thought leaders and ambition coaches. She's a two-times TEDx speaker. She's a keynote speaker, mentor, jury member in initiatives such as Women in Tech, Women in Tech Network, European Innovation Academy, Social Selling Format Forum, Remax Europe. Uh, she's got a community of over 25,000 followers throughout her various social media channels. And she's got a Facebook group of over a thousand rising thought leaders. So without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Ms. Daria Vodopianova. Daria, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm great. How did I go with your surname? Did I get it Amazing. Right? I was very impressed. Yes. Absolutely yes. impressed. <laughs> from a Greek background, I'm used to mastering those long surnames, you know? So yours oh, you did well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, Daria, I like to start all these quotes, or all these podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Have you got hmm. any quotes? Absolutely. So this is not the quote that I found Southern, but I, something that I tend to really connect with, which is don't keep your secret recipe for yourself. Would you like me to explain why? Yes, please. Yes. So I think that we all have a talent. We all have something that we have overcome or something that we learn in life. And many times we take it for granted because we have already overcome it. So it's almost like a piece of cake. I've done it. I know how to do it. Like for instance, launching a course. I remember for me, it was a big, big friction in the beginning to launch my first course. I didn't know how to do. I was just stuck with that. And then when I learned it, it was like, yeah, you just do this and that. And then you forget how, how, how hard it was at that point. So I want to really understand that all of us, we have a secret recipe. All of us have something we've learned, something that we can share with others. And if we learn how to go into our mind and take and map out the step-by-step -step process and map out what we are doing in a method or even just write it out, we can help so many other people. And today, more than ever, we need innovation. We need new ideas. We need new stories. We need more people. Everyone can go online and create a podcast or create a virtual summit or create a following. And if we learn how to map out what we have in our mind that is so special and we stop keeping it for ourselves, we have a treasure that we can share with the world. And those treasures, I truly believe, will impact many, many more lives. If we just start to share what we have in our mind, the things that we think, well, this is nothing. I just did that. It was so easy. And we actually say that it's not nothing. It was very hard. And I learned how to do it. And now I can share with other people what they can do so they don't have to spend years and years doing the same mistakes that I did and actually relearn and say, wow, that was so easy. I can do that in no time. Yes, love it. Wow, so much good bits of information there. Are you okay if I give my two cents on that as well? Absolutely, yes. Yes, because, um, yeah, I just agree with that so much too. So a few things going on there, even with the, the secret side of things, and I think a lot of it is also confidence as well. I know I used to be yes. a little bit scared to share it, and there was one clear thing, distinction that I made that helped me, where there was a clear point in my life where I realized, hey, 
I care more about helping my potential clients than I do what anyone else thinks about me. And as soon as I did that, I was able to share it and sort of think, hey, who cares if I get some some negative feedback or the odd, odd hater? It doesn't bother me because I know that my stuff can really help a lot of other people out there. So I absolutely I love the way that you've brought that up. And then especially now that we're talking to course creators, like you've hit the nail on the head there. If you can, and there's, there's so many different good bits of information there, but let, let me try and um, get out what I'm thinking, where even if you're, let me think of the best way to explain this. Yeah, okay. So you don't even have to be the smartest person. And sometimes I think it helps if you are actually a little bit dumber. So that's one of my advantages where I'm not the smartest guy out there. So everything that I've learned, I've been able to learn myself. And I think if an idiot like me can learn it, I can teach anyone. So that's almost my strategic advantage. I'm like, I can break this, everything I know, I can break it down so an absolute idiot can learn it, which I know can happen because I was the absolute idiot that learned it. So I I love that you've brought it down there. So thank you for bringing up that quote. Now, what I'd like to talk about today, Daria, I believe one of your specialties is LinkedIn. I know you've got many different specialties, but one of them is LinkedIn. Is that correct? Absolutely. For me, LinkedIn is a tool. It's really a tool that I use in uh, in business, in lead generation, uh, to bring awareness to what I do, to be on podcasts, to be on, on different, getting speaking opportunities. I mean, LinkedIn has given so much to me, so many opportunities, so many great connections. And I think it's just a hidden treasure. Again, it's a hidden treasure we all can access, but it has this very weird uh, reputation so people don't know really know how to go about it they know that there is there is value in it but they don't know how to address it so i'm very happy to speak about it today yeah awesome well let's do it we can do this in in many different ways i'm quite familiar with linkedin as well so i can i'm not obviously at your level but i know i know a thing or two so i'm happy to sort of hand it over to you you can let us know where to start and i can sort of guide it from there where would be the best place to start on linkedin daria let's say someone's watching this and most people listening to this they're going to be in one of two phases either they've never used linkedin and you know they they've they've pushed it aside because they're focused more on facebook and instagram or there may be some people that have jumped on linkedin and they've put together maybe a basic profile but haven't really done anything on that so if that's yeah. most people listening to this what, what's mm. the first thing they should do to start So let's see it as, let's break it down in five different parts and we will do it very quickly. It will be a mini, (laughs) mini breakthrough of LinkedIn. Um, As I see... Sorry, before we get into that, we should also say, you've got a free training as well, right, Daria? Yes, absolutely. So we can't get through everything today. The viewers can go straight to your your free training. We'll put the link in the description and... yeah. Awesome. Sounds great. I will just share the five parts that then they can, for the ones listening, you can already start thinking about how do you address those different five parts in your, in your LinkedIn profile. So if you're an online course creator, if you are thinking of creating courses and serving more people with your knowledge, which is amazing, already congratulations on getting it out there. Um, what you have to think about with LinkedIn is that LinkedIn for you serves as a lead generation funnel. 
So you are not there to get trainees to come to your, like to get an internship. You're not there to get a job. You're not there to get, uh, show a CV to an employer. You are there to generate leads. So that is something that you have to understand in the way you will process because your end goal of LinkedIn is not to show your CV. It's not to show how beautiful your profile is. Your end goal of LinkedIn is to have more people coming into your community, finding out about you and potentially join your course if you are the right fit. So this is what you have to have in mind. That's the end goal. If you forget the end goal, you will get stuck in all this getting viral posts or getting beautiful profiles, but you don't know what the end goal is. So always come back to what's the goal of what I'm doing? Why am I doing this? Am I doing this to just, you know, have a beautiful LinkedIn profile or am I doing it to generate more leads to my business? And with that in mind, what you have to have in mind is that LinkedIn serves as your website. If you don't have a website with your name, the first thing people will do on Google, they will Google your name and they will go to your LinkedIn profile. So if your LinkedIn profile is not updated and your clients are checking you out on Google, it's so easy to type someone's name today. We all do that and they do that the same way as well. So your LinkedIn profile becomes your website. So when someone goes on your LinkedIn profile, you want to have it as your personal brand, personal brand uh, website. So when they go on it, you speak to your potential client. You don't talk about your past. And there's a big misconception about LinkedIn being the history, the CV. 10 years ago, maybe that was, that was the case, but it has shifted. So you have to really rewire your brain saying, it's my landing page. And for the ones listening to this, you know what the landing page is. You have one clear target audience and one clear call to action. So your LinkedIn profile, the only goal is to have your target audience go, wow, what amazing profile. And then they start to read your profile and they say, this is someone that really can help me. So it's never about you. They don't care about your history or how many, you know, you did this internship in 2002 or you did the summer camp. No one cares about that. But the only thing they care about is, can this person that I'm looking at, can this person help me with my needs? And can they really do something for me? And there's a beautiful quote from Zig Ziglar that says, if people like you, they will listen to you. If people trust you, they will make business with you. Mm -hmm. So your LinkedIn profile is about, ooh, do I like this person? First of all, personal branding, you have to have a really clear personal branding with media sections and right from the heart. Don't think like, how can I make it professional? Don't use professional in general for LinkedIn. It's, it's the worst thing that you can do because you'll feel stuck. So be yourself and speak from your heart to your potential client. And then create that likeliness that you will create in the cafe. Make it so personal as you can and write the way you will speak to your potential clients. And then with trust comes the testimonials, the media sections, putting in links, putting in anything that make them feel, oh my God, I want to know more. And what you want to do when your LinkedIn profile is updated with a target audience in mind, with all, you know, really filled out as a landing page, you want them to to do something. So you also have to have a call to action. Let's come back to landing page. You want to have a call to action in your LinkedIn profile. And where do you put the call to action? You will ask me, well, Daria, can I put that? You can put it in so many places. You can have all the media sections say, link here, go to my webinar or go to my website or go to this freebie or go to wherever. And today LinkedIn has developed um, the media sections even more. So it takes even more space in your profile. So it's really about, you know, putting the best things there. My LinkedIn profile, my first link is my Facebook page. 
uh, Facebook group, sorry. So people can join my Facebook group directly. And uh, you will have the media sections, you will have the links in your summary, you will have the links in your experience. There's so many places you can put your link in. And usually as a landing page, you don't put a link to buy now once, you put it maybe four or five times. It's the same with LinkedIn. Make sure that you put that many times. And what you do more with that is that I will not go into all the five sections, but I will have just a big overview of this. Your LinkedIn profile, when it looks amazing, people will check it out. So you will have to also develop uh, the way you communicate with people. And here's where the social selling comes in. It's very similar to uh, Facebook Messenger, um, the way you sell on Messenger, but you have to have a conversation with your potential clients. And here's the thing. Can we, can we pause there, Daria? Can we yeah, do that on that side there? Because absolutely. that's so much good info there. I just want to make sure that absolutely everyone watching and listening can get it and i might even share my linkedin as well and that yeah, yeah, yeah. be able to because i do some of the things you mentioned there and that could clear it up for anyone that's watching the the video version so i just want to make sure i've got my head around what you're talking about now this linkedin here my current linkedin this is yes my audience is fitness professionals personal trainers so this is yes. for people that you know want to buy those courses there so i'm yes. just going to confirm what um, Daria is saying there. So we've got many different sections here in LinkedIn. There's the about, there's a featured, there's your experience, um, some education, some skills and endorsements, some testimonials. Now, am I right in saying, Daria, what you're saying here, especially here in the experience section, and I learned this as well. I used to have all my previous jobs here. You know, it used to be yes. I worked at this gym, then this gym, yeah. and this gym. But what I do now is I've got the current jobs that are, so here's my major thing. And then yes. here's some lead magnets there. Here's a yeah. speaking gig that I do, but also yes. here's some lead magnets to what I do. And then all these lead mag, oh, can I get a, is that a photo or is it a website? I thought it could be a website. Maybe I've got a click. Oh, I think because it's my profile, it comes up like that. But then the link will come in here to a landing mm. So is mm. that, that's what you're saying there? Yeah. So yes, and also you can go up in the about section, the summary, you can even add more. So here I would add, um, you have a media section there as well that you can add links in. So I will use the opportunity to speak to my, my audience many, many times over to mm. make sure that anytime they're going through, because they will go through the, your profile many times and maybe read in 10 seconds and maybe take more time. You want to give them enough, enough information so that they don't leave LinkedIn. If they leave LinkedIn because they don't find enough trust factor on your profile, you're losing the, the opportunity for them to actually click on connect and go further. Mm. Okay. Makes sense. And then you mentioned this area down here as well, right? Yes. The skills and endorsements. Yes, the skills and recommendations is very important. So testimonials wise, uh, when you write out your LinkedIn, I don't know if you share that, but I usually talk about before, during, after testimonials. So before meeting Jono, mm. I was I was like this and this about you know uh, my online courses. During the training, um, I did it was this was was my experience with the training after was my results and the fourth question i like to a bonus question is if someone is on the fence joining this course what would you tell them and it's a good way to kind of organize your testimonials i usually guide those questions for for the people i send out to so that way i have a good base of testimonials in my linkedin profile 
Love that. That's one thing I need to work on. I think I've given eight and I've only got one there. So if you're watching this video and you're on LinkedIn and you <laughs> like my stuff, feel free to make it number two and I will return the favor. Yes. And then Amazing. also down here as well, I'm guessing, add whatever things I can in here to make, mm. to make uh, more trust. Is that correct? Yeah. Anything you can do to create trust with your ideal target audience. So it's really about them. What do they need to see? And you have to think as well, do they really care about the, my? Sometimes you might feel like I want to share all my courses I've done, all my trainings I've done, but then also realize, do they really care about that? Does my target audience care about that type of credibility or do they rather look into testimonials? What is more important? And if you're not sure, ask your audience, when you join my training, what did you care about? And they might say, you know what? I really care about testimonials or I really cared about the videos you did on YouTube that you shared on LinkedIn, you know, in the media section, or I cared about the way you speak in your copy and then learn about them. And when you learn about them specifically, you know how to create it because you, there will be no question. You know how to communicate with them. Yes. Love that. All right, cool. So that's given us a, a good overview of the profile there. Now, yes. before I rudely interrupted, I think we were going to talk about the, the messaging. Is that where we were going? Yes. Or... So um, I would say that when you have a LinkedIn profile, there are two other parts that you have to have in mind. One is that people coming to your profile will check it out and they will connect with you. And they're and there is where you actually have to take proactive action. Um, many times people don't know what to do with new connections on facebook we tend to not really add new people randomly it's more about we, we speak with someone we add someone on linkedin that happens much more often that people add you they check out your your linkedin content or your profile and they just add you so you don't know where really why, why they come to your profile and it's more common to have new connections and this is an opportunity for you if you know how to speak to people so first thing i i had to really um learn when i was having my link i have a full linkedin training that i i used to have for many years and i was telling people like you have to speak to strangers because i have lived in four different countries i i kind of not normally no, just speak with people that I don't know. And I realized that, that it's not very common that people just you now show up and speak to someone that you don't know. So if I can give you an advice, a skill to develop is to speak to strangers, to learn to speak to strangers. And that is really social selling to how do I speak to someone and not just send them all the links I have and try to sell them my course, but actually create report and create communication. And that's a very important skill that you can develop in your LinkedIn. Can I ask a question, Daria? Now, yes. I, I agree 500% with that. And um, that's a skill I've had to develop myself. And I think it's one of the most important ones out there on social media. If someone mm. doesn't have that skill yet, do you yes. have any, obviously, number one is to follow you and to do your training. That's always the first thing they're going to do. Mm -hmm. uh, until they do that, do you have any books that, that you might recommend in that topic or people to buy? Oh, yes. I mean, I would say for me, um, one amazing marketer that I really value is Seth Godin yes. and he has a book called this is marketing and I think he's amazing he's a philosopher and he's really the way he writes about marketing about the psychology of marketing that's amazing another book that I really like is from Chris Voss, I think his name is, it's um, Never Split the Difference. Yes. It's about negotiation and he talks about how we can add questions, how we can communicate. Um, I think what's really important is to learn not the tools of how can I 
automate. It's really about the psychology of emotional connection. It's not about how can I add a new tool to my toolbox. It's how can I speak to a human in conversation online so I can create trust? How can I speak from my heart? And I, one thing that I could say that really works is to never um, communicate when you're not in the mood for it. Mm. I think that's really, we are emotional beings. So if you write to me and you're in a grumpy state and you're not in the mood to sit on that computer, I will feel that. So if you can learn to, in your day, it's a very simple tool, a simple hack I would say is if you never communicate when you're not in the mood to communicate with someone, you will have a much better communication. So you will really speak with, with this enthusiasm, with this dynamic that I will feel on the other side of your, and it's the same for emails. Every time you write something or communicate online, make sure that you're in the right state for that and you really want to have that conversation. Um, that would be good. And those two books is a good place to start. I also have my second TEDx is about um, how to communicate online Ooh, so so that can be a good good place to start <laughs> yes and i'll um i'll expand on that i love both of those books and i heard someone yeah. explain very similar to what you said and they explained it quite well they were like have you ever just picked up the phone and called someone and just by their tone of voice just by the yeah. way they said hello you can tell what mood they're in and then yes. same with a text message you may have yes. text messaged someone and you know they reply back with one word or whatever it may be, you can often, and some, you're not always right. Sometimes it's, it's yeah. communication, but a lot of the time you can just mm. tell by what they've said in a text message in a word or two, the way they're mm. feeling. So I love the way you've brought that up. Yeah. And you so, can also, what you can do in the day is that uh, if you're familiar with the Pomodoro technique, you can spend about 30 minutes, block a time in your, you know, just put your alarm on, on your phone and spend 30 minutes in pure conversation. Your goal is not to sell in those conversations. Your, your goal is to communicate and create report. And if you can learn to do that more in your day, you will have a bigger network, more people coming into your network and also wanted to join wherever you have to offer because they start to trust you. It's all comes from that. Love that. And we'll even say, so if my listeners aren't aware of the, the Promodoro technique, what's the, the ratio? Is it 25 it's 25 points? minutes. I usually do 30. Some people do 45, but 25 is good to start with. Okay. So what Daria is saying there is you work for 25 minutes, you have a five minute break and that's a, a cycle. And then you will do a, a set of cycles. And I believe there's even a timer and there's apps where you can set that up. So I'll put those links as well if you're interested. This is going to be a whole podcast of links, right? There's books, <laughs> there's apps, there's TED Talks. So, okay, sorry, continue. So someone jumps yes. on in, they connect with you. Now we know yes. we need to be active. It's not like Facebook yes. where it's like, oh, that's my auntie, I'll accept her and then yes. never say anything. So someone connects. Uh, it's our job to then send them a message. Is that what we do? Yes. And what we do is that what I usually do is that I have an Excel of um, leads. So I have my target audience in mind and I have an Excel of people I speak to on LinkedIn. And if I start to have a conversation with someone who is not completely on the fence and is like not wanting to have that conversation, um, who's something, someone is opening up and having back and forth conversation, I usually put them on the list. So I have them in, on top of my mind and that list becomes my lead generation, lead nurturing list on Excel. Very simple, just the name, surname, last contact, and maybe some comments.
content. And that way I have them in, um, as in the CRM. And what I do is that I ask questions and I, I really generally want to learn, learn more about them. So if, for instance, um, for me, I work with uh, taking coaches from, you know, making a living to becoming the expert to become a thought leader. So my interest is to know, do they have an online course? Do they have a one-on-one -on -one coaching? Do they have a group coaching? Where are they stuck? And sometimes I most might send them a link, but I will not send them a link just in the beginning. I'll say, okay, you're creating an online course. Check out this podcast about online courses at LinkedIn, or you are doing this and that. Check out this person. And I'm trying to just be of value. So it's not never about me. I try to take away from myself about what do I, I have to to win in this it's more about how can i support them even if they're not my clients even if they don't know anything about me how can i be of help what can i do to make their day better that day and that way i start to keep a conversation and when i start to see that well actually this person is generally interested to learn more i might send them to my facebook group or i might send them to a webinar i have at that moment or something else i never sell my course or programs directly it's never about that it's about what can i create as a next step for them that will feel genuine authentic and also in their pace i think pace is, is the key word there it's Am I walking in the pace of my potential client? Am I walking in their pace or am I forcing my pace on them? Yes, love that. Yes, I agree 100%. It's, it's very similar to my strategy as well. I'm not as, as advanced as you and I use a bit slightly different strategy because I am more a Facebook person and my, my Facebook group is, is almost my everything. That's my starting point. And I guess that's my outcome. When, when we're talking yes. earlier, why are we on LinkedIn for? That's basically yes. my, my outcome. I'm like, okay, LinkedIn, the way I look at it anyway, I'm like, LinkedIn is a really good way that people are going to connect with me, that I can get in front of my target audience and connect yes. with them. That's what LinkedIn's about, especially mm -hmm. someone like myself, where all my uh, potential clients are the one occupation, personal trainers. I can go yes. into LinkedIn and search who works at yes. Gold's Gym, who's a personal trainer, who's a boot camp instructor. That information is so easy for me. And also yes. the way LinkedIn works. You add three or four people that work at fitness first, and then LinkedIn will show you those every single person that's ever worked there. So it's yes. very easy to find those people. Absolutely. And mm. then when I connect, I'm like, okay, my outcome is to get these people across into my Facebook group. Yes. Because once they're in my Facebook group, there's plenty of value there. Um, I've got mm. funnels and, and steps in place there as well. Uh, and mm. it's a very easy first step. I'm not even asking for a phone number or a consult no. or an email. It's, and, and it's not even straight away. It's a few questions. Hey, yes. you connect. I see you also know this person, this person. Yeah. Hey, you've been in the fitness industry. What, 10 years? I also like to have a peek at their profile because I think yes. people appreciate that. You know, hey, absolutely. You, you know, you mm. work at Gold's Gym and you've been there for, for 10 years. Is that right? Oh, sweet. yes. And then, you know, if you, mm. hey, I've actually got this face and I, what I like to do as well, and this is, I guess, a bit of a Facebook group strategy. And especially mm. if someone's been in that industry a while, I also mm. put it a little bit on them where I'm like, Daria, you, you've been in the industry for 10 years. Hey, I've actually got this Facebook group. There's 10,000 of us in there. We all share tips and ideas. You've got 10 years experience. I would love to have you in there. You might learn a thing or two, but hey, I'm sure you could you could share some of your value with my group, yes. and that way exactly. that person feel important. So it's not mm. like I'm trying to sell. Hey, because people want to help other people, right? Especially in the, yes. the field we're in. 
So, yeah, I love the way you, you brought that up. I think that's great. The way you approach it is that you are genuinely curious about their profile. That's the thing. The curiosity is how can I really put the effort? My, my radar is on them. What can I do for them to feel important, to feel seen, to feel heard, to feel as a human. And if you just do that, you already stand out online because so many people forget that step. So if you can go on their profile for three minutes, just check mm -hmm. what can I learn about them, which is personal, what is professional and what do we have in common and maybe check out some content. It can take you three minutes and then go back and run back to that. And I would love to to talk about content if we can talk about that because yes. that's a really big part of that. So we spoke uh, about LinkedIn profiles where you have a target audience and the personal brand, very important that you cre create as a landing page. And we spoke about when they come to your profile that you actually have a conversation and you lead the conversation, but in their pace. The question is now, how do I get more people into, into, mm. my, into my LinkedIn funnel? If you're just starting off, you might have you know, 100 connections or so, and you'd have no idea how to get more people. And it's a bit different on LinkedIn than on Facebook. What we do here is that we understand that content is the entrance to the funnel. So LinkedIn content will be what will lead people to your profile to check it out. And LinkedIn has reworked its um, algorithms and user experience. So it's really not on profiles anymore as, as it was a couple of years ago. It is focusing on content. So when you go you know, on your LinkedIn um, app, you will see content going. So you will scroll it as you do on Facebook or Instagram. So if you can use that for your advantage, you go on LinkedIn and you create super valuable content with one to three hashtags and even maybe your own hashtag and you use LinkedIn as a content creator, you will maybe see it as you would be on YouTube. You will have your YouTube channel. See that LinkedIn content is your LinkedIn channel. So you have your own hashtag. I have Daria V with a, because my name is very long as you have seen. <laughs> um, and then you have content that is speaking purely to your target audience and the better content the more quality the better because this content will stay the more people engage with your content the longer it stays so it's the it's a bit different from link from facebook because people cannot really see your content if they're not your friends on linkedin people who are not your connections will be able to see that if your content is valuable. So spend some good time on creating super quality content. And if you have email list, you can even add that into an email sequence after. Just really make it super, super valuable and content creation. And think about your target audience saying, what do they need to learn, to hear, to get inspired about? What stumbling blocks do they have about my course? What can I share with them that will help them to see the opportunity I'm offering them. And that can be in a written form, it can be in video form, you, you can even have live streams on LinkedIn and live LinkedIn stories is coming out. So you have a lot of way to get in front of your target audience and especially people who don't know you. So it's a really great opportunity for you to get known by people who, who are not your first connections. Yes, love that. All right, question for you, Daria. Yes. If we're comparing different social media contents now, like um, social media platforms now, mm. and someone's mm -hmm. listening to this and they're like, all right, hey, I've, I've already got Facebook. Do I post the same thing I do on Facebook as I do on Insta as on LinkedIn? Mm. Do I post mm. the same thing on Instagram? On as Actually, let's even posting, but also in general. If you could mm. tell us what are the advantages and maybe limitations as well, if you were comparing mm. LinkedIn to an Instagram, and if you're comparing it to a Facebook, 
Let's start with, with Facebook. What are the similarities and then what are the differences? So I would say that the similarities is that if you create great valuable content on, on Facebook, it can really be repurposed on LinkedIn. So you, if you're good at copywriting, if you're writing out great, super valuable content, it works well. What doesn't really work well is this, you know, um, one sentence things that we do on Facebook, which is more about mm -hmm. engagement posts. Yeah. I haven't seen that working really well on, on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is good for videos as well. Live streams doesn't, um, it's, not something that everyone gets the broadcast option and i don't really know how it works i have eighteen thousand connections my partner has two thousand he is the one having the live stream yeah. i don't have it so i don't know how it works but if you get the opportunity to have it it's an amazing way to create a show on linkedin i know many people do that again it's really i would compare linkedin more to a youtube channel yeah. it's having like a linkedin you become a linkedin content creator where you have your channel, where you live stream, where you create videos, where you create valuable content. So what would you do on YouTube? You would not just go live and just do some random, you know, content creation, yeah, which, you could, which you could do on Facebook more. Whereas I feel that LinkedIn has become, it's a great organic reach. You, you can get lots of people seeing your content, but if we compare it for even two years ago, when you, when I started with content two, three years ago with, when I just got all in on LinkedIn content, it was so easy to be seen. I was having you know, 20,000 views, sometimes 50,000 views on posts. It doesn't happen that often anymore because LinkedIn has shifted more to having more ads and it's a bit different from, from before. What really works is super valuable content. And if you can create super valuable content for your target audience in the way you will do on YouTube, it will work really well. So think about that more. Like how can I make it more um, staying on the platform because people will find it even after you know a content piece can come back if someone likes your post or engage on it they will come back into the the feed so a post can live for weeks and months sometimes if you're really active and that's really different from facebook so i would say create less posts don't try to post every day or three times per day create take some time and sit down and say what valuable content can i create for my audience that will stay and you can reuse and really think about value before um going just in now posting something another thing i will add is communicating with other content creators what really works well if you are co-creating so let's say you go on the show and you get another content creator you get into understanding of the ecosystem of other content creators so you are working as a tribe instead of being alone in your corner and that's very important i see that content creation there's a hashtag linkedin family or other hashtags that you can follow content creators that people are consciously creating content for linkedin so be part of that type of facebook groups or whatsapp groups or just follow the hashtags on linkedin so you start to be part of a community and not just being alone in your corner and trying to like you know create some content yes love that i'm a big community person myself in general and i just like hanging out with other that's why i have a podcast right i like talking to other people and sharing with other people uh, but even just from a, a growing side of things, it's it's so much, there's so many advantages. And, and I think that's actually an all social media thing. Like it could be an mm -hmm. example, hey, great, I have you on this podcast. Maybe you share it with your audience, you know? Maybe yes. I go to a Facebook Live with someone else. Great, maybe they share that with their audience. Maybe we do yes. an Instagram Live together. Great, both people's audiences get notified. Maybe I can Absolutely. a YouTuber 
maybe they throw uh, one of my videos up on their YouTube channel and in return, mm. I help them out on Facebook. So I, I love that there. But then mm. to shift a little bit, I know we've got to be a bit cautious on time, but if we shift a little bit, Instagram and LinkedIn, any similarities there or are they just different beasts? So I would say that Instagram posts, yes. If you're creating great, I mean, Instagram posts can be very valuable and many people take time to really write out valuable content on there. And you can be quite personal as well on LinkedIn. There's a lot of people sharing. Sometimes I put photos from my weekend or I can, you know, I can put the photos of me, my partner going to the mountains or something like that because it's part of me. So I don't have to be just super professional, always super personal photo. I'm sharing my personal brand. Uh, the difference there is that I would say that LinkedIn doesn't have this Instagram stories thing, which Instagram stories is very, very big. I mean, you share a lot. If you go on Instagram, this is 24 hours, you're there, you're active, you're engaging, I'm sharing what's happening right now. Whereas for now, LinkedIn does not have it. So it's about more creating two, three posts like Instagram has and Instagram posts is very, it could be very similar to LinkedIn post. However, you don't have to have the photo. You can have a photo and I would say that test it out. Many times having no photos will actually give you more engagement than having a photo on LinkedIn. So test out the, the content in that way. I would say the content in the written form is very valuable on LinkedIn. People read still posts and you know you can even post articles there if you want, uh, which is good for SEO, for Google SEO, for instance. Um, but it's about creating value content and creating content that resonates with your audience. So I really test it out. Um, make sure that I'm testing video. I'm testing. If you have the opportunity to do broadcasting, that's an amazing opportunity to really go live on LinkedIn. I will create a show there. I will look into testing out short format, long format and engage with other people, really create that community. LinkedIn is a really community uh, based. A lot of people, are on, mostly on LinkedIn and there's a huge, no, there's LinkedIn creators, LinkedIn influencers. So there's a whole world of LinkedIn that you enter when you come in and you say, wow, it's really different from what I, what I imagined or what I experienced many years ago. It's about really seeing that as, I would say YouTube and LinkedIn is the closest, I would say, than, than Instagram. The Instagram posts more than the Instagram stories is very similar in terms of the written format. Yes. Okay. Well, hey, Daria, we're coming to the end of the, um, the interview here. There's a couple of questions I like to finish off with, and I'm also going to get these on video on my phone if it's okay, because you've absolutely. just me, I better put this on my Instagram stories and then tag you. So you might. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so here are the two questions. I'll ask them and then I'll get my phone out and record it. So you're obviously a mentor to many, many different people out there, many coaches, many thought leaders, many entrepreneurs. So part one of the question is, is there a particular mentor that you would like to shout out? There's probably been many across your career, but if there was one person you'd like to specifically shout out, and then the follow-up question to that would be if there was one book you could recommend in general to online course creators. We've already dropped a couple in terms of um, the Chris Voss and the, the Seth Godin one. But yeah, yes. those two questions here, and let give me yeah. one second, and you are on to answer. All right. So for me, my first mentor 
I had her when I was 17 and she, she really changed my life. She was the one who opened up the world to entrepreneurship and I cannot be more thankful for her. So if you are having someone in your network that can be of support for you, that's so, so important. And I have many mentors. I have five advisors. I have people who are advising me on different topics. Um, in terms of more known mentors that I see up to that are not directly my mentor, but I follow is Amy Porterfield for sure in terms of Amy Porterfield's podcast, uh, Marketing Made Easy. She's amazing. I'm following her course as well. Um, really, really amazing marketer, really amazing value in what she's providing every time. The only podcast I listen to for almost three years now. Um, every time I'm flying, I just get her download on the podcast and I listen to it. so much value bombs in that. Um, and then in terms of books, I would say Expert Secrets has been, I mean, that book is amazing. Russell Branson, the Expert Secrets books has been an important book for me. First time I read it, I read it in two days. It was just, I could not stop. It was so good. So many stories. And the way he speaks about creating webinars, creating, uh, like working with bio blogs, understanding your target audience. It is a book that is worth thousands of euros if you are actually applying what it, it what it has in it so get the paper book because you don't want to have it only on the digital you want to be able to open it and go through it and use it as a handbook i mean i still have it the only book i travel with is expert secrets yes that's my favorite book ever it's like a twenty thousand dollar course it's absolutely everything you need to know to, yes. to run a million dollar business is in that one absolutely book. and i was going amazing to watch, book have you read traffic secrets I have not yet. I just finished that a couple of days ago. I had to buy, I'm a physical book person as well. Couldn't get mm. it on physical book. It was, okay. uh, it was, it was sold out physical book. Right. But yeah. I'm no, I can't wait. You know, I need to buy it. So I bought yeah. the version. I, I bought both, but the, the main one, yeah. especially I'm in Australia, there's coronavirus. Yeah. It's going to take a month to get me the, the physical book. Yes. It, yes. One, uh, amazing. Yeah in terms of just different ways to get trained. You'll know all the stuff anyway, right? There's probably nothing in there that you wouldn't know, but just the way that he, there'll be one or two takes mm. of course, mm. just the way that he breaks it down. And mm. when I read it, I was like, okay, I'm doing a lot of this stuff, but he's broken it down. Like you mentioned at the start of the podcast, he's managed mm. to break it down to a science. So yes. he might look at it and be like, oh yeah, I've sort of done that. Oh yeah, I've sort of done that. He's broken it down to a yeah. science where an absolute idiot could pick up mm. book and then just get as much traffic as they want using his strategies. And I, because oh, it, it, it's something I can teach to my students as well. Absolutely. And I will get it back. I mean, I will, I'll get, I've read .com secrets and I've read expert secrets and traffic secrets to the next one. And uh, I would say that those books are something that you can read over and over again. Mm. Those are the things that you will find new nuggets in. If you read the first time, you apply a couple of things and then you read it one year later or six months later, you will be able to go deeper. It's something that is some, those kind of books, you, you, it's a handbook. You will revisit it many times in your business just to make sure that you get more layers in how you can improve what you have. Yes. Love that. Well, Hey Daria, that's pretty much all we've got time for today. Just before we finish off, where's the best place 
uh, anyone watching or listening to this can go to to hear about more. I'll put all your social links, obviously. You have to put <laughs> yeah. one that is your, your favorite yes. one. So the Facebook group is a good place to start. It's, um, it's a TLA community. So if you write TLA community, you will find that. Um, Thought Leadership Accelerator community, very long name. But TLA community is the people, it's where we talk about how to develop your expertise, how to develop your thought leadership. It's all about people who are teaching, training, facilitating. I usually go live once or twice a week. We try to create much, much like really good value for people who want to learn more. I love the community because it's a place where people really support each other and people are trying to, you know, see how can I expand? How can I share my knowledge? So it's a good place to be. And I would love to see you there. I love to meet new members. I love to share what we have to offer in terms of, we we all have something to learn and teach. So it's about co-creation, co-elevation. Awesome. Well, Hey, Daria, that's all we've got time for today. Is there anything you want to finish off with? Or is there anything that I should have asked you that, forgot to ask i would say it has been perfect you're an amazing podcast host i just want to celebrate you and for having me on your show i've been on i am on podcasts almost daily at the moment so i see and hear many different and i just want to say that you are an amazing uh, host and uh, space creator so honestly very very humbled and very happy and grateful for being on your show because you're you're doing something amazing it's it's exceptional what you're doing is exceptional in terms of the way you're leading the conversation so for the ones who are listening to that make sure to give him a review and like and comment because this guy is really really amazing what he's doing and this is from someone who's in podcast almost daily at the moment so well done I wish I got my camera out and recorded that bit. That would have been the <laughs> bit. But no, that's okay because it's about you and I want to highlight you in this episode. So uh, thank you very much for your time, Daria, and we'll chat soon. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for more free resources on how to sell more of your online courses.